Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com. And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis, and I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being, and I'm a mother and a wife. In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Welcome back to her next chapter, or welcome if you're listening to the fir- for the first time. Either welcome. way, it's all good. We're happy that you're listening, and we are just so excited. Steph and I, I mean, the, the, we've got a great guest today. We we are both huge fans of Kim Sen, um, and we know her in in different capacities, but. Um, she she is the brilliance behind our our logo and our design. Um, she and Erin O'Leary um, came up with well. Erin did the did the um, illustration of of uh, of stuff. Which and looks I. exactly <laughs> like us, by the way. We, we, exactly. My, my husband and I was like, okay, we've got uh, Michelle Obama and Jennifer for Jennifer Aniston. I'm like, okay, we'll take it. We will exactly. take that all day that long. That's who we are. <laughs> Correct. Correct but, spouses. Yeah. Um, but Kim, um, as a designer, uh, an illustrator, um, she put it all together and created our logo and made it all made it all come together in, in a brand sort of way. So we are grateful to her for that. So her formal bio, um, Kim Sen, she is illustrator, designer, and entrepreneur. We love that. Um, and her background is in branding and advertising. She is the founder of Sen and Sons, where you can you can find her on, on at www.senandsons.com, right? <laughs> Show notes. Um, and it's a full-service creative studio focused on designing colorful prints and patterns, illustrations, and branding for businesses with soul. Okay. You have to have soul to work with Kim. That's a good thing. <laughs> Ooh, I, I have spent a lot of time with Kim. Um, I'm sure, Kim, you would say that that first time you said, yeah, sure, Stephanie, I'll take a look at it. And I'm like, I think I might have something else and something else and something else and something else and something else. So (laughs) my KJP consulting logo is all Kim and um, the lovely work that helped get James into city council, also Kim. So she has definitely made a imprint on my life and our family's life and Julie's life. So Kim, welcome. We are humbled and excited to have you join us. Thank you so much. I feel like I've been busy, you guys. You've kept me really busy. I'm so glad to be on with you. It's just so nice to be talking with you guys today. I love it. Thank you for having me. In a perfect Thanks. world, we would be in person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But we we're gonna take we're gonna take the Zoom photos that we've all you know <laughs> know and love now as our thing. Love it. Yeah. Well, and I will say, having worked with both of you, that 
you're both very soulful. And I feel like when I, when I start to explain who I want to work with, I start describing you guys. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Yay. Okay. If you can't see our faces, but imagine that face like, oh, <laughs> mutual love, mutual love. Yes. Oh. So, so Kim, so tell us, um, so obviously this, her next chapter is um, about women in reinvention and you are a very, very, very creative person. I've seen it I, I, over the years. Kim has um, worked at Modern Well and, um, and you're very, very focused. I see, I see when you're working, you're like, head down. You know, there's a lot of people at Modern Well who like to get up every every few minutes and chit chat with everyone. And and you could do that because you know everyone and everyone knows you. Um, but I've always noticed about you then that when you're at work, you're really, really hyper-focused. Um, so, so tell us just about, about being in your work and um, how you continue to sort of reinvent right because as a creative person you're always reinventing right ideas designs so how does that what does that look like in in the brain of kim sen ah no you, nobody wants to be inside my brain it's <laughs> it's very chaotic but um yeah i so i go to modern well to focus um i don't i don't have a ton of focus otherwise and so to me going in and spending those hours that's that's my time to focus i think I look at reinvention more as like a reinvigoration. It's um, for me, sometimes um, reinvention sounds very abrupt and very uh, stark and very stop and then start something else. And to me, as I've kind of gone through multiple reinventions myself, it always feels like I'm reinvigorating myself. I'm kind of getting back to the heart of what it is I want to be doing. Like it's almost like I have to pull some things back in order to like shoot it forward like a slingshot. And so I think um, to me, reinvention is like, it's, it's the right word, but it also incorporates sort of like realignment in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, there's usually a catalyst that starts at whether it's burnout or having a baby, which is my case, or, you know, being laid off from a job or just, you know, wanting to get out of a relationship or into a relationship. I think there's a catalyst that starts something, but then it really is just a really close examination of, of where things are and where you want to go. So that's kind of what reinvention is to me. And I think it's, it's a little less scary when you think about it as a reinvigoration. <laughs> so what has that journey looked like for you? Take our listeners through kind of that story of reinvigoration, rejuvenation for you, Kim. Yeah, so I feel like the 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 big one for me was when I started Sen and Sons. So we'll wind it back like eleven years, almost exactly. Um, and I was working at an ad agency in San Francisco. So I'd spent ten years working at ad agencies all over the world, and moved from Minneapolis to New York City to London to San Francisco, where we kind of my husband and I settled in for six or seven years. And I was working at an ad agency there, and had spent like a decade of my life just totally invested in work, uh, working 60, 70, 80 plus hour weeks, um, traveling the world, going on photo shoots and film shoots, and just living this amazing dream life of my 20s. Um, 
and, you know, decided to start a family. And, and at that point, it was kind of on my maternity leave when I was like, I don't know that these two lives like square up for me. Um, I, when I do a thing, I do it like all in full on all the time. And so I was like, if I'm going to be a mom, I'm going to be a M O M mom. Like I'm going to do this. And, you know, just like in my work, it was like, I was, I was going to work and I was going to be the best at what I did. I was going to like rise up through the ranks and, and it was great. It was great. I loved it. But like I do a thing and I'm in. And so I thought, gosh, I'm one person. I can't do both of these things in my way, the way I want if I'm doing both. And so on my maternity leave, I just had this shift and I knew that I was going to leave my job. And so that's a, that's a big transition. Like that work defined me. Um, being an employee defined me, making a big salary defined me, like all these things were like kind of part of who I was. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to lean into this, like stay at home mom thing. And, and I was not good at that. That was, that was not for me. Um, I, I had a child who didn't nap. Um, I was pretty tired and, you know, there was a lot of good stuff around staying at home for that year though, um, making all the connections with the moms. Um, in my neighborhood and, you know, just in my community. And it was really an amazing experience, but I knew I needed something else that was for me, that was work that could um, just fulfill me in a different way than taking care of another tiny human could. And so that's when I decided to start a small um, art business. So I started doing custom nursery art for people, opened up an Etsy shop and, and just started really small. I got a, um, I put my son into a nanny share with another family. And because he didn't nap, I didn't have time when I was with him. So it, I definitely needed childcare to, to help support this vision of me actually getting back into work and doing something. And, you know, it, um, it just started small and then it sort of started, you know, growing and it was very, a very organic thing to get to, you know, what it is today. Um, but that was a big transition and I had to start looking at myself as a small business owner and as an entrepreneur and as an artist. And, and that took a, that took a big, that took a big week for me too. So talk to us a little bit, um, about a little bit, let's talk a little bit more about the transition because I do think, you know, certainly a part of my story is going from a corporate job to, you know, starting your own business and that business growing. So you started on the nursery side. What, how did you figure out how or where to grow that business? Did you know? Were you, were people asking you to do things that you were like, hey, that sounds like a good idea. And then you did it and you loved it. What did that look like? How did that growth happen? So, you know, yes, I took a lot of feedback and I, I um, mostly did commissioned original art um, when I was first starting. And so, um, you know, my first sort of indication that I could grow and kind of do it a little bit differently and become an actual company and make it a business was when I met the owners of a small baby boutique in San Francisco called Sprout. And there were these wonderful women, um, also moms, and they're running this very eco-friendly, green, totally safe, um, beautiful baby boutique. And, you know, they looked at the art and I thought, this is really cool. Like we could sell this in our shop. And 
and I had never sold anything wholesale. I was just literally working with people who wanted cute art in their nursery. And so I paint it for them and send it to them. And then the store wanted it. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Was, well, why don't you send us your line sheet? And I was like, what the hell is a line sheet? <laughs> and so I'm like, I sure will. That's your email. And then I like Googled it, of course, because you just, and so from that point, it was that, it was that little vote of confidence. Like, these people who run this beautiful boutique think that what I'm doing is interesting to their customers. And so I thought, gosh, there's something there. And so, and so I had to learn and I just, and I just did. And I think from that point on, it was like me saying, as I learn what I don't know, like, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you learn that you don't know it. And, and I think you sort of have to just be willing to be a newcomer. You have to be green and you really have to, learn what you don't know and just kind of dig into it and take risks. And, and so that being able to sell my art in that boutique and they were growing too, they were opening up in Brooklyn and other locations as well. And so we sort of grew together that way. And so that was my first sort of, I'll call it like a big break. Um, and, and it gave me the, gave me the confidence to say, I'm going to take this a little bit bigger. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. So from there, and now obviously you, you know, your designs are sold at Target and all sorts of cool, cool things um, happened for you. Was there, as you were growing and people were noticing and people were paying you money for, for your art, as you moved along through your path and, and um, did you have moments where you, where you doubted yourself? Um. No, I'm totally confident in everything <laughs> I do. I've never doubted my abilities for a second, ever, Julie. Ever, not one second. Ever. No, of course. I mean, it's, um, ah, so the perfect example is actually at a real growth point in the business. So I was making this nursery art. I was making prints. I had this cute little e-commerce shop. And then I met um, one of the, one of the, um, leaders at Blue Sky, which is a company in Southern California. And, um, they make planners and calendars and they're just, they're huge and amazing and a wonderful company. Um, and the woman was, um, her name is Jean and she was in charge at that time of licensing and partnerships. She's like, well, would you ever like want to put your designs on like calendars and planners? I was like, sure that sounds great she's like maybe you know we could like pitch it to target and i was like yeah no that's a great idea um <laughs> who, why why me like i and so i had never heard of licensing again this is where it's like what's a line sheet what's licensing um and so that was my first introduction to that um kind of that way to um work as an artist and it was of course like who am I to do this? These designs, these are for nursery art. Like this is not for planners and calendars, but I knew that I could translate a lot of the work that I was doing, which is just really rich with color and brightness and, you know, learn how to create patterns and things that would look really good in planners and calendars, which I was super passionate about. And so it was, I was able to kind of merge two things that I really loved. And I mean, that's a, that was a moment of, big time imposter syndrome. Like I, I didn't feel qualified to do that. I had never even heard of licensing. So the thought that that is something that people would approach me to do was totally crazy. But, um, 
I think by saying yes to that opportunity, I was able to learn so much. And knowing that I was able to get through that by saying yes, and then just figuring it out. And we've been working together now for six years. And I've learned every single year a little bit more and I get better. And I look at my original collections. I'm like, oh, they're a little cringy. But I think, you know, you kind of move past things and say, well, Target still bought it. So it must have been good enough, you know? So (laughs) I think, um, you know, just knowing that I was able to kind of push through that imposter syndrome that syndrome that first time helps me get through it every single time that little voice of doubt creeps in. So that's awesome. That it's just, yeah, I don't think it's ever really an if I think it's just a, how are we going to have that conversation with that, that person or that voice that sits on our shoulder and be like, you know what, you need to move over because I got some things that I'm passionate about doing and I'm willing to take a chance and I don't have, I don't have time for you. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, thanks anyway for your feedback. Yes. <laughs> thanks for trying to talk me out of it, but right. I'm going to do it anyway. I have two things that come to mind. I'm trying to decide which one I want to ask first, but I'm going to go with this one. So um, how, how have you, what, tools, techniques, tips do you have that help you figure out how to marry all of your passions, Kim? So, you know, I'll just start with your work and your family. And then there's probably other things too. So how do you, how have you figured out how to truly be true to you in this journey? Such a good question. Um, You know, I think about a year ago, I turned 40. And I think I finally reached a point where I stopped hearing the voices of other people in my head. Um, I stopped thinking that what other people thought mattered. I mean, this is I mean, this is like one year ago. So I don't know. And I'm still it's all a work in progress. But really, um, I take things at my own pace now. I think for a long time, I thought I should be further along. I should be making more money. I should be working with more partners. I should have a space. I should, I should. And I think I hit a point where I'm like, well, why? And I think to be true to myself, I have to feel like I'm taking things in at my pace and under my control. I think the, um, the intent of leaving a full-time job working for somebody else and taking on entrepreneurship and working on my own was that I could be totally flexible and do what I want um, when I wanted to. And of course you work with clients and you have obligations to other people, but at the same time, you get to control that pace. Like I could have a team of 10 right now, but I don't want a team of 10 right now. I want to just be me doing my business. So I guess, um, I, I don't know. I think it just came to me. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm a slow learner. And so <laughs> I think, you know, it took me 40 years to sort of get to like, you know what, what other people say doesn't matter. And I don't know, that's, I don't know that that's a tool or just a mindset, really. I think the well, 40s I, are good for that. Like I 40s think the are 40s real. are a really good time for that moment of, 
um, I call it, and I think I saw it on a show, maybe it was Sex in the City, but you stop shooting all over yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. all the things that you should do or you should want or where you should be based on who knows where it came from. You know, my therapist knows where it came from, but um, <laughs> I do think that that happens. And what I love about what you're saying, though, too, is I think that finding that way to get it all in evolves. Like it doesn't stay, you don't find it. And then that's that. It kind of continues to move and, and grow. And one of the things you said too, that reminded me so much of my experience, Kim, is I think when I left corporate, I thought that the woes of my life all resided in my corporate persona. And that if I let go of the corporate persona, then time would open up and I'd be Mm -hmm. less stressed. And what I found was a lot of the drama that existed within my life were self-induced, right? Like the corporate job was gone and still my calendar was crazy. I'm like, I don't even have a, I don't even have a job. Why do I have so many meetings? Like, why do I have so many places to be? And so you, even when you strip those pieces and parts out, there's still, you know, work to be done and it's an evolution. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, it makes me think about your book. So, so Kim, I, I, I reached out to Kim, um, well, a year ago, um, and said, Hey, I have this idea for a class at modern. Well, um, it's like, you know, yes, you can like, putting your, your energies, manifesting your 2020 goals. So that's what it was called. Yes, you can manifesting your 2020 goals. Um, setting, yeah, setting and achieving your 20, something like that. Anyway. So Kim's like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. And, um, I also, did you know that I have a book and I I wrote a workbook called, (laughs) um, calm within the chaos. And I was like, well, there you go. That that's the anchor for, for our workshop. And when I think about you, Kim, and even just when you were talking, I think one of the most powerful things about you is that you are good with like letting yourself take a minute and just being quiet and like calming down. Like you're a very calming person. You're a very calming force. And I would think that that really helps in your ability to kind of drown out the noise, to get quiet with yourself and know what you want and what you don't want. You know, I mean, yeah, people would say, oh, Kim, you should grow your company. You should hire 10 people. You should, you know, reach X number of dollars, whatever it is. And it's like, there's, I think there's such beauty in, in your ability to just hold on. I'm going to sit with myself for a second. And that's so, hard, it's hard um, to do. They, what is it that they say you, you kind of create what you need most. And uh, that is not my natural like way. I am, I am like, my brain is very chaotic and very, um, I'm very disorganized. And at the same time, I, I know what I need. And so I created that based on, 
what would help me most right now? And so I, I, I created the tools that I needed to sort of figure out what my direction should be. And so I build those things in very intentionally because I know that if I don't, I will swirl. And so I think um, it's a, it's a practice, you, you know, you know, anything, anything like this is very much like I have to sit down and I'm in the midst of my kind of, I could call it planning, but it's not necessarily planning, but thinking about my upcoming year and, you know, where I left off in 2020 and, you know, what I would like to do more of. And I think it is taking the, it's taking that time. And I think, you know, and you know, as business owners and you sort of get wrapped up in the day to day of like work, 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 work. And if you don't take those pauses, um, you'll just get caught up and swept away. And then all of a sudden you'll be, you know, down river, like, where am I? How did I even get here? And so, you know, I created Calm Within the Chaos because I uh, needed it. Because <laughs> I was in the chaos. So, <laughs> and hopefully, so you, hopefully that will take on a new, a new life this year too. That's kind of on my list of things to, to figure out. That's awesome. I wonder, you, you kind of already started this, Kim, but what other little nuggets of advice would you have um, I imagine that most many of our listeners are kind of trying to figure out, is it time to reinvigorate, rejuvenate, reinvent, recharge? Um, what advice would you have for those listeners that might be kind of in that spot? Sure. I think, um, find some quiet time. Like we were just talking about, you got to take some time to think about things, but, um, I think people should have permission to um, try things out and be willing to um, not like them. I, I think, you know, like I said earlier, like the idea of reinvention sounds like you have to just like full swoop, like burn it all down and start over. And I do think that you can just be willing to start small. I think you don't have to have a hundred thousand Instagram followers and be a massive success and be on the cover of Forbes magazine in your first year of doing a thing, like you can, you can kind of take steps into it. You can keep your full-time job and just experiment with things on the side. And, and I know that's easy to say and not always easy to do with time, but, you know, find, find ways to, you know, test and change. Like if you feel like you need something different, like you trust your gut. Like, I think you just know when it's time for a change. And I think you just have to be willing to like, you know, if you're cautious, safely step into things. If you're a person who likes to go feet first, then well, do what you need to do. But I'm not that person. Um, I, if you've, if you know me, you've heard me talk about this because it's sort of, I don't, I can't imagine a person I haven't said this to, but um, you know, Anne Lamott wrote her book, Bird by Bird. Do you know that's the whole story is that like 30 years ago, her brother was doing a school project and he had like three months to do it. Um, and he just procrastinated and didn't do it. It was a, like a, an encyclopedia of birds. And so it was the night before it was due. And he was like panicking, just like, oh, what am I going to do? And her dad went over and put his hand on his shoulder and said, well, you just go bird by bird. And it's like, oh, that's so genius. And so that's like my life philosophy. And like, and no matter what it is, it's like go bird by bird, just like one thing at a time. So your reinvention or reinvigoration is like just one thing at a time. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be all at once. 
that is very profound and it seems like that would be easy to do. But as a person who takes 10 birds at a time <laughs> and then is mad because like two have died and I can't find them. <laughs> um, but I think that is extremely profound because I do f- often feel like, especially um, if you feel you're on a time limit, like I got to get all this stuff done before fill in the blank. It can feel daunting. And then you start looking around and saying, well, you know, they're doing this. And why would I open up another business? Cause there's 50 people doing it. And it just reminds me of my husband when I said to him, I mean, there's a billion executive coaches. Like why, what, why would I do that? And he was like, Stephanie, McDonald's and Burger King, McDonald's and Burger King, right? Like one came first, the other one still came, plenty of money to go around, right? Like Coke and Pepsi. (laughs) And so I was like, every time I have that moment, I'm like, McDonald's and Burger King. Now I'm going to start thinking about how many birds (laughs) are starving in my house right now. (laughs) I mean, as a creative person, I feel like I have just in my office, just littered started projects that haven't been finished. All, I mean, all of them. So I, you know, that makes my bird is nice. Like, yeah. And Lamont is like, she's got that prof- like a profound idea. And I'm like, yes. okay, baby steps. So. Right. Right. I think that that is excellent and it is achievable for people, right? Yeah. It's not easy, but it's a heck of a lot easier to say, let me just do this one thing. Then I got 10 things and I'm going to start all 10 and not feel great about the end product for any of them if there even is an end product. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, I mean, there are people that are not in a position to, you know, to leave their, to leave their jobs. And, um, but that finding nuggets, little, you know, things that, that you can do to, to, sort of move toward your passion, right? That may eventually turn into something paid or, or not even, but at least, at least having that outlet is just makes life so much more fulfilling, right? Like okay. if you have a passion, something, you know, in, instead of, oh, I, you know, I'm working at my, you know, full-time job. I don't, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, you know, draw, I can't write, I can't paint, I can't, you know, play with clay, like, and then all of a sudden, 20 years go by, you know, and it's like, but actually, you can, and, and it really, it really brings people so much joy, I think, especially if you're in a, in a position where you don't love your job, but you're not in a place where you can leave. Um, it just, it seems like the creative outlet is, is so fulfilling. I mean, obviously it has been for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, whatever your passion is, whether it's yoga or um, social, social work or whatever it is, I feel like if you, if you know in your gut that you want to make a change and do something else, you, you might have to make some sacrifices to make those changes. I think, you know, some, some things come with a cost, you know, you might have to sacrifice your evenings or weekends or, you know, make arrangements with childcare to actually go do something. So, so it is a little bit like, 
look at your life and if you if you want to make a change understand what goes into that and really really kind of build around it because if you can stay comfortable and kind of go on with your day to day and not change anything and say oh i could never do that but you know sometimes it takes that little bit of deeper work to say like i can do it but i'm going to have to do it from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. and you know that was to some people that sounds really really hard mm-hmm. um but it could lead to really great things. So I think you, you just have to gauge your willingness to actually do the thing. I agree. Yeah. So what's, what's, so in think as you were spending time thinking about 2021, um, what do you see? How are you reinvigorating yourself in this (laughs) crazy year, even though it's 2020 was supposed to be our crazy now we're, we're still on. <laughs> so crazy. Well, I think, you know, it's funny because it's like, I don't know, not, not much has changed since 2020. And so I think, you know, um, I probably speak for a lot of working moms that with little kids, um, it was a hard year. It was a hard year to do all the things. And I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of weight that came with it. It wasn't, it wasn't just like the schedules and like having kids around all the time. And it was, it, there was a lot of weight and like, it was heavy. heavy. And like, yeah. I think, I think this year can be a year where like maybe a little bit of weight has lifted. And I feel like we can get back to some, I don't know. I just want to find my rhythm again. That's what's next for me is like finding that rhythm. I have some, some things in my, my dream board. That's not actually a board. It's just you know, things in my head. Um, but, you know, I want to do some more licensing partnerships. I want to see my designs on more stuff. Um, I have two very random dream projects that I'm hoping to like figure out this year. And one is illustrating a cookbook. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. holla if anybody's writing a cookbook. And um, two, I want to design a restaurant mm-hmm. and like design like a logo and menus and like I don't know I just I love food and so it's like cookbook restaurant anyway and then I'm opening up my books for new branding and um marketing consulting clients so that'll that'll be coming soon so I'm gonna I'm hoping to work with more people I feel like you know once things start to feel a little bit more settled in this year I think um I'll have a little bit more of an opportunity to sort of open things up and broaden what I'm doing. So for all of our listeners who might be saying, Ooh, I've got a restaurant or Ooh, I could use some all of Kim's information will be um, available on our site and in the show notes. So you'll be able to reach out to her for sure, because I think that Julie and I can attest. um, Kim does such an amazing job of finding the, the creative in you. Um, and then being able to articulate that creative spirit, your your thing in a logo or a picture or so um, anybody who has a chance to work with her is very lucky. Yeah, so. She's amazing and a very, very good listener. Like, you know, sometimes you're like when you're working with someone, you're like, I don't know if they're really hearing me. Like Kim is like, really hearing you right um yes. and even between the lines when you're not speaking and then because she comes back with this stuff and you're like yes or yes. when you're saying everything what do you think about pink <laughs> yeah pink yellow mm-hmm. 
green. Yes. Right. Blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> In other words, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, you, guys are so, you guys are so nice. Um, I'm always amazed at creative people that they're able to take the gobbledygook that comes from non-creative, yep. <laughs> non, not creative types and create something amazing. I think that that is a gift for sure. Well, Kim, you guys are so nice to say that. <laughs> well, you are an absolute pleasure and I'm excited to be seeing more of you in 2021 when these kids get back in school, right? Cannot Yay. wait to come back to Modern World. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending time with us today Thank and you, sharing Kim. all of your beauty with all of us. Thank you Thanks. both so much. I love talking to you. Yay. Thank you. Thanks. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you are enjoying your time with us. Last but not least, hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week.